Hello, everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. This is Illy Vish, and this is another episode of Spiritual Gangsta Certified. Now, I wanted to take some time during Libra season to kind of focus on relationships and partnerships. So, the guests that I have on the show this week, um, not only are they in a relationship, but they also are in a partnership as far as working together on their own podcast, which is called The Dot. I had the pleasure of joining them on an episode to talk about Virgo season last month and, you know, some other esoteric spiritual things and really, really, really enjoyed myself. So, you know, I was excited to have them on. So I kind of feel like when you have connections with people the way that we all seem to connect it, you know, things just kind of flow naturally. And unfortunately, while we were recording, I noticed afterwards when I listened, there was some distortion in some of the audio. And I kind of went back and forth for a while, like, oh my gosh, am I going to have to ask them to do that all over again? You know, but I feel like there's magic created in specific moments and we'll never be able to recreate the moment that we had, well, the moments that we had while we were recording. So I decided against trying to get it done all over again, especially since from what I can hear in the recording, you know, even though there are some distortions, it doesn't take away from the major theme of, you know, what we were discussing. So I decided to put it up anyway, but just wanted you guys to know. So please excuse the few times where you, you know, you might hear some distortion in the audio. I think the overall message is there. Um, what I did is I pulled their birth charts, went over some basic things with them, looked at how their synastry worked out And, you know, we kind of talked about how they were affected by the Aries full moon. I really enjoyed having them on because their relationship and partnership, it's very genuine and it's a very balanced one. And it just gave me a lot of joy to be able to talk to them. And I'll put it in the description box um, where you can listen to their podcast, which is again called The Dot. Also, Copus makes music. So I wanted you guys to be able to find that. And then... I also wanted to discuss that in the actual podcast, um, Erica does allude to the fact that she used to be in the adult um, movie industry. So I thought that was interesting as well. We kind of like bonded on that a bit because a lot of people don't know, but I used to do phone sex and I used to be a dominatrix for a brief period. And everybody's like, what? Yep. (laughs) But um, this was really fun to me. I can't wait to have them back on. I hope everybody is doing well this week. Uh, I kind of feel like there was so much going on that I didn't even have my time, my time to wrap my head around it. I feel like the shadow period of us getting ready for Venus to go retrograde has been kind of like, it's been felt like I've definitely felt the impact thus far, but I'm also going to come back later and kind of talk about that a little more. Um, On the second half of this broadcast, we'll have um, 
Gemini Brown talking about the Aries full moon that occurred earlier this week and all the other astrological energy that went down. I thank you guys so much for being active listeners and really making me feel that I made a good decision by embarking on this journey to do this podcast. I mean, I really just wanted to have a space where, you know, I could discuss certain astrological and spiritual concepts and it's just grown by leaps and bounds. And oh my God, all the stuff that's to come. (laughs) I'm so excited. I can't even contain myself. So, um, again, stay tuned for my talk with, um, Erica and Copas from the Dot Podcast and then Gemini Brown's forecast for this week. So thank you for tuning in to Spiritual Gangsta Certified. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in again to yet another episode of Spiritual Gangsta Certified. We are going to bring in Libra season this week, um, which of course, everybody, Libra energy is all about, you know, our relationships, our one-on-one relationships with others, be that romantic relationships, or, you know, it could be business relationships, but sometimes it's great when it's both. So I have some amazing guests on the show today. I actually was on their podcast, which is called The Dot, not too long ago, and we talked about Virgo season. So I want everybody to give a warm welcome to Copas and Erica. Say hi. Hi. Hey, guys. I'm so happy to be on the show. I'm so happy to be on the show. They are amazing. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I wanted you to give both of you the opportunity to kind of uh, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. I hate to do the go around the room and introduce introduce yourself type thing, but I think that's important. Okay, absolutely. Um, I'll start. My name is Copus Millenni. I'm a rapper, author, and uh, the co-host of the Dot Podcast. If um, you want to hear any of my music, it's at copusmillenni.com. And um, Erica. Hi, my name is Erica Lisa. AKA Dayton Reigns. Um, I was an adult film star for DC Um, I now am the co-host of the dot also. And if you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram at C-H-A-D-O-T, just Erica. And if you wanted to look at my adult work, you could just search Dayton Reigns. Love them. These, these guys are awesome. We had a really deep conversation on your podcast and it just, it just, it really warmed my heart that I could connect with people and, you know, we just bring up random things, but find like, not only like a spiritual connection to everything, but like a person to person connection. And we were talking about hip hop, you know, we got to talk about you guys personally being as though, you know, Copus is a, a Virgo and Erica is a Pisces. And as I was explaining to them on their show, that that's dope because they're opposite signs and opposite signs are just basically at 
opposite poles of the same energy. So it's like a balance that you guys give to each other. And I, I was like, I got to have them on. We're going to go over their charts and just have some really cool chat and conversation. So you you guys pumped for that? I'm so uh, excited. Yeah. Cannot wait. I love this thing. I love yeah, I'm looking forward to more of that. <laughs> I loved it. Sweet way um, in that conversation about like your past relationship, my past relationship, really yeah we we really can see a lot astrologically that kind of helps unlock the doors i guess i should say to not only like what you're supposed to be doing here now but like you know what you've done before um and then you know i took a look at both of you guys' charts individually and then i looked at your sinistry chart which is basically kind of like placing one chart on top of the other to see how they interact so like oh, wow yeah <laughs> there's so there's so many different charts that you know can be cast in astrology depending on what it is that you're looking for and i got really excited because again you guys have that virgo piscean access access excuse me and so I'm sure you both already are familiar with like some of the characteristics of Virgo and Pisces, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I kind of look at it as like logic versus emotion. And <laughs> well, I'm a Pisces with a Virgo dominant chart. So I kind of feel like I'm walking around trying to balance all of that out anyway, but I wanted, I'm going to start with Copas first. I wanted to go over both of your big threes. So your big threes would be your sun sign, which is like your vitality, um, the experience that you're having this time, this lifetime, your moon sign, which is how you process emotions, um, your natural instinctual reactions to things. And it also can represent like your relationship to your mother. And then your rising sign, which it's the sign that was on the Eastern horizon when you were born. And what it indicates is, oh, okay, this is the mask that you wear. And not that you're purposely wearing it. It's just, it's just a part of you. It's the first thing that people notice about you, how you come off to others. So it's, yeah. So essentially, I mean, I don't know how, how familiar you guys had gotten with any of those things. Have you heard of, you, you know, those, the big three before, I guess I should say? I've heard of the big three. Yeah. Yeah, you're a Leo um, rising. <laughs> yeah, I think that people tend to think I'm a lot more, I guess, aggressive than I really am. Um, or 
you know, more of a um, show off, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see but, why you would say that. <laughs> I don't really think that it's going to be natural um, way of, of being when, I, when I'm in the relationship with people. I think I tend to be um, more of a get in when I sit in town and mm-hmm. I don't need to really like being um, but I will if I have to. I guess that's kind of where that goes. Gotcha. I'm totally happy, like, you know, you know, following along with other people's things if they're better than mine, which often they are. Well, to to be very honest with you, because I know Leo energy gets this, uh, I don't want to say a bad rap, because I feel like there's negative and positive portions to every sign, but you know, the show offy part doesn't necessarily have a positive connotation, but Leo's ruled by the sun. It's all about heart. Um, you know, Leo's can be dramatic. And I think because of the music that you do and you, you being outgoing in that way, that's why it made sense to me, you know, in looking at your chart that that was prominent, but also, I mean, you know, obviously that you're a Virgo sun, but did you also know that you were a Pisces moon? No, I did not. <laughs> yes, you are a Pisces moon. So you're what that would indicate. And I want everybody to kind of like look at the moon sign as a way that you have of being that like not everybody gets to see. So, you know, you know what I mean? Like if you were unto yourself and, you know, not having to deal with others or sometimes the people very close to you get to see this side of you, but it's the processing of emotions in a Piscean way. And we know that Piscean energy kind of likes to dissolve into everything. You know what I mean? It has, it has this just general need to see the oneness of all and to, you know, realize, oh, well, I'm, I'm a drop in the ocean, but I'm part of the ocean type thing. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And the reason that was so cool is because when I then turned around and looked at Erica's chart, of course she, well, she's a Capricorn rising. So how she presents herself to the world would be with the Capricornian energy, which is basically known for uh, being hardworking. Uh, Capricorn energy like structure it's it's basically called the boss of the zodiac because <laughs> it gets stuff done. It definitely gets work yeah. done. So you know, I wouldn't be surprised, and you can tell me if this resonates with you at all, Erica. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if when you walk in the room, that boss energy is is present for you. Like nobody is really second guessing the fact that you could responsibly handle tasks that are given to you. Capricorn energy has like a natural management vibe to it. So, you know, taking um, and structuring things is its specialty. Well, it does resonate with it. It, um, It's like a trickery though, because really Hmm. You know what's funny? Because I have a Capricorn. I have that. I have that. But it just doesn't, I don't always do something. Oh, gotcha. So I wanted to. I couldn't ask. But you also know, too, people who 
Oh, wait a minute. You guys faded out there. I couldn't quite hear you. Okay. I volunteer for Oh, okay. I like, well, I was doing a cheap volunteer story for me in the Oh, okay. I gotcha. When you hear, you know, saying I got it, you'll definitely believe that she's got it. Okay. She definitely gives that energy. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, she's a Pisces sun just like me, but she's also a Pisces moon. And so that there's a similarity in how you guys process your emotions and your instinctual emotional reactions to things. But on top of that, in, in astrology, we look at how, when we, when we put one chart on top of the other and look at synastry, we look at how the planets interact with each other. So essentially your Pisces moon copus is at 18 degrees and Erica's Pisces moon is at 12 degrees. So they're interacting with each other within six degrees. So that's called a conjunction. Oh, what is that? So, okay. In astrology, there are different aspects that, that um, planets can make to each other. So, you know, even though I just was telling you guys about, you know, Oh, what sign your sun and your, your moon are in, we're also looking at how they interact with one another. So, at this point, when you have a moon-to-moon conjunction, that's like, I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it, but essentially, you have a better understanding of each other emotionally. Oh, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So your moons are in agreement, in other words. And they're essentially like touching. Usually in astrology, we're looking at um things within 10 degrees of each other so the tighter okay, the degree right. like basically that would say oh okay well you know this is interacting stronger and you know that energy that you guys have so even though copus is a virgo because of your pisces moon and that being your emotional processing you really really understand erica's piscean energy yeah I would definitely say I'm dramatic sometimes, so I'm not gonna lie, Ellie. I get second copus to be like, really knock it on there. <laughs> but it, it makes sense, um, because you know people don't realize this, but um, acting and drama in a way, movies and things like that are all Piscean themed things. So when you have the Pisces energy that you do, it's almost as if, you know, those things are playing through you. Yeah. It's so easy. I, I, Thank you for that because I feel like I could give people, other people, like I'll keep doing this with her 
You know, like, oh, I really need to get that man's hand. And it'll bother me for like a long time. Like, I, I feel like it's happening. I gotcha. I gotcha. I think, though. <laughs> From one Pisces to another, and and granted, you also share another placement with me, Erica, and that your Mercury is in Pisces. So Mercury is how we process thoughts, how we communicate. Um, So in your chart, when you have Mercury in Pisces, Mercury rules the sign of Virgo and the sign of Gemini. So, you know, those are really thought-based signs. And I'm sure Copas can tell you, like, and I'm sure you know, he, you know, as a Virgo sign, he processes things in more like of a a logical way but when you have mercury and pisces which is the opposite of virgo we're processing things more emotionally so how you feel becomes very very important because you're almost absorbing or coming to an understanding of things through emotional processing instead of mental processing that makes a lot of sense for me because I, I know that I'm so emotional. But it's really like that. I feel like this. I feel like that. That made me feel. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to process things more emotionally. Because I feel like when it comes to create, creating things, it's more of an advantage to approach it from a place of emotion. Right. And I feel like the most successful and I approach a project with from a place of emotion. Mm-hmm. Of course the Virgo parts will kick in in terms of, you know, presentation and, and all that other organizational Yeah. I I do um have you have your mercury in virgo so it's interesting because with your pisces moon i can understand your connection to understanding the emotion of things but you really have the ability to break things down in that okay i'm gonna take this portion of it and that portion okay we don't need that okay what about this so you have that ability too because your your mercury is in Virgo. So it's in a, it's in a great place. So I feel like when you two interact with each other, because you're on that opposite sign axis, you're actually kind of like maybe filling in the gaps for one another, so to speak in areas where, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? I feel like I have to because I, she fills in those gaps. There's always something that I'm not seeing. And if I can really get her attention and point of view, you know, I feel a lot stronger in my decision-making processing because I, I know that there's 
some sort of um, blank space there, or not blank space, but I guess um, un, unturned stone that, I, that I'm not really um, paying attention to. I gotcha. I gotcha. And what I also think adds to that for you guys. Remember I was telling you like, um, you know, oh, your, your um, moon was at 12 degrees, Erica, and his is at 18 degrees. Another thing that I looked at is you have your suns directly oppose each other. So both of you have a sun at 27 degrees. So Virgo sun, 27 degrees, Pisces sun, 27 degrees. And oppositions in, in astrology, so when things oppose each other because they're in opposite signs, what they talk about or re- what really stands out is a need for balance. So in essence, you two are helping to balance one another out. That makes a lot of sense because Copas helps me not get so emotional about things. I talk to him about a lot of things before I make decisions so I don't just make an emotional decision. So I can kind of make, I don't want to use, I guess, calculated, but calculated can be used as like a yucky word, but more composed decisions. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we get into to just react. Yeah. I, I definitely can understand that. <laughs> the good thing about that, though, is, you know, there's the saying, you hear it all the time, that opposites attract. So, you know, there's two opposite signs coming into play and working with each other. But it adds a sense of intrigue. Like, you're kind of just like, this is the other pole of the same energy that you have. So it's like, wow, like, look at what he's giving me. And then Copas can look at you and go, oh my gosh, look at what she brings to the situation. You just always want to be careful with oppositions because, of course, we're going to have problems in any relationship, but you don't want to get into the territory where you're not remembering that this person expresses themselves at a completely different opposite pole than you. You know what I mean? That they embody opposite energy. So you don't want to... You don't want to wind up getting into like a love hate type thing. Okay. It should be more looked at, like just appreciate the logic that he's bringing to the situation and he can appreciate the emotion that you're bringing to the situation. And I think because, you know, he's got that, that um, Piscean moon, it'll be a lot easier for you guys to deal with that. I thought that was a beautiful thing to find in your charts. That's really cool. When you bring that up, is that when he, when he reels me, when he reels me in, and or like, but I'm going off like on a tangent or something, and he talks to me, I usually just say, "He lied. I'm being ridiculous." You know, <laughs> I mean, I it doesn't make me hate him. I don't feel like ridiculous. I just feel like it's not just like um, I didn't think about the ah. In the, in the beginning, like part of the I felt like I was going to um, lose Erica a lot of times. My blunt, like, way of breaking things down and, like, being really clear about, like, like and I don't like. Mm-hmm. But when I, I was, like, found the courage to just um, talk to her about things that bothered me. And I saw that she was able to, like, you know, receive that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things got very hopeful in my eyes as in the relationship with because not only do I get this point of view and energy you know, that what is going to make me feel kind of because it's just polarizing different um, I can also express like this point of view and well received as long as you can make them a good sleep in the heart so, you know, a lot of good intentions to try and get a job. Oh, okay. So, it, 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 I can see what you're saying because of the, the possibility of love hate because I think it's easy to get because otherwise they'll just you know, like you'll never really fight um, you know, what you're up to yeah yeah reconciling so, those differences is important i think I, I i love that you described it in the way that you did because i i've had a similar relationship where you know i was the pisces I dealt with a Virgo son. Um, he had Mercury and Virgo. But remember, I have a Virgo dominant chart. <laughs> so it's interesting. Whereas like you've got Piscean energy so that you're, babe, you're better able um, to kind of understand, hey, you know, maybe my bluntness is a little much. I love how you said that because Virgo is logical and they're just going to cut right to the chase, especially in communication. So she she really benefits, Erica benefits from your Pisces moon because you're able to give her the patience that she needs and, you know, really be able to break things down. And she's very appreciative of the fact that you can pull her down out of the clouds, so to speak. I can tell. Like, that's that's just wonderful. Thank you for listening. I have a lot of Pisces. Yeah, you've got your sun, your moon, and Mercury in Pisces. So yeah, that that's that's quite a bit of <laughs> of Piscean energy there. So when we think of the sign of Pisces in general, I want you to also like, and this helps you take it easy on yourself because I know sometimes because you know you hear Pisces is so emotional. That was one of the first things that I learned about it. Um, in studying astrology. And I was like, oh God, this just makes me seem like this emotional mess. However, I think a good way to help both of you kind of look at this energy is to think about something. And it's that, well, Pisces is mutable water and mutable signs are the signs that occur like when seasons are going to change. So there you have more of a go with the flow type vibe. And Virgo's also a mutable sign, but, um, you know, Virgo's the end of summer. And Pisces is the end of winter going into spring. And unlike Virgo, Pisces has this dual nature to it because its its symbol is represented by two fish swimming in opposite directions. So, you know, you, when you think about that, emotionally, you know, you could go from one way to the other. We're able to just kind of go with the flow in a way that Virgo doesn't like. And Virgo is an earth sign. So earth signs are more grounded. They want more tangible results. 
they really want to be able to deal with the material world as opposed to Pisces being ruled by Neptune. So it's dealing more with imagination, you know, and some people would even say like other realms of being. Um, I don't know if either of you have ever heard, you know, they'll always talk about how much Pisces like to sleep. Have you, have either one of you heard of that before? We do like to sleep. I love sleeping too. I, I think everyone should do that. I if do you're too. Having a bad day, just take a yeah, take a nap. And and you know what the funny part is? I saw this meme yesterday, and I was so mad that I didn't save it. It says Pisces is always willing to reach its goals, and it had it was a Pisces in bed sleep dreaming about being asleep. And I just was like, <laughs> "That's me, <laughs> that's me totally." But I brought that up to say. Pisces energy kind of rules the dream realms. So that would make sense as to like, you know, why when you have any of it, sleep is something that you appreciate because it said, you know, when we're asleep and we're dreaming, we're traveling to other realms where, you know, maybe, I don't know, astral traveling, maybe being able to see things in other dimensions. So it's just like this really trippy, almost kind of like hippie like vibe. Yeah, you know, I think my Pisces moon must, you know, fit right in with you two there because I love sleeping <laughs> and I feel really connected to other realms as well, you know, and mm-hmm. in terms of um, whether it's, you know, in, in a state of a dreamlike uh, state or if it's a meditational-like state, mm-hmm. um, I feel like even, you know, um, family members or souls that um, are connected to me. Um, I, I, I talk to them for guidance quite a bit, even though I don't quite know what or, or, or um, you know, um, how to describe, I guess, is, is a better way to say. Because by feelings, I could, I could definitely feel this contact. Like, I can't um, really say what I'm in contact with other than loving spirits that feel connected with on a soul level. Mm. And, you know, I guess that's the Pisces that inside me, um, because without that, I think that I, I, I would be very lost inside life, mm. which is kind of a weird thing for a Virgo and a scary thing for a Virgo, I think, to rely so much on spirituality mm-hmm. because, you know, the outside world, the, the practical guide to living a good life tells you that shouldn't be a, a, a real priority. But I feel lost when I don't make it a priority. I feel really um, unhappy, really. Hmm. I like the way that you put that. Yeah, I do think Virgos are like more like, okay, is this something that I could see, touch, taste, or feel? Is this tangible more so than, you know, Piscean energy being about, I I would say creation in a way, because remember anything that was ever created had to start as a thought in someone's mind and their imagination. So, you know, those energies can balance each other out, but oh my gosh, I had to tell you guys what I really loved 
were the romantic connections between your charts. And there are, yeah, there, there are so many in astrology and I know we only had like a set amount of time. So I wanted to go over the ones that had the tightest conjunction or interplay. So your Venus sign Copas is, and, and I love this placement. Um, you have Venus and Leo. So when we think about Leo energy, it's fixed fire. So, you know, Leo season is hot. It's the, it's the middle of summer. So that would literally kind of translate with Leo energy being fixed fire into like fixed passion. You know what I mean? It sustains, it's loyal. Um, your Mars is also in Leo and Mars is how you aggress yourself. It is, um, how you approach things. It is how you fight. It's how you go to war. And it's, excuse my French, it's how you fuck. And I love Mars and Leo because it's just so, like, it's steady. Like, it's it's awesome. And then Erica has, she has her Venus in Aries. And Aries is another fire sign. So these two things are touching each other um, in that, they're both fire signs. So your Venuses are trining each other. So there's an agreeable energy that they both have. Now, Aries energy is cardinal fire. It's the it's the energy that starts off spring. It, it, it's like, go for it. So I was like, wow, I kind of really like that. I saw that aspect between you two. That's cool. Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty hot. <laughs> it, it is pretty hot. Because... <laughs> um. Basically, for a man, Venus is going to show what he's attracted to, where his um, Venus sign falls, what he's attracted to in a woman. So if you have a woman who is, has a strong, like, you know, Venus presence and, you know, those these planets are touching each other, it really makes your relationship a lot easier. It's It's basically giving you more passion. It's increasing desire. You know what I mean? So that that's a really good aspect to have. And then also I wanted to tell you, Erica, your Mars is in Aquarius. So how you assert yourself, how you would go to war or your sexual energy is a really mental energy because Aquarius... Now, Aquarius and Leo are both fixed signs. They're actually opposite signs. So again, there's that opposite interplay that we were talking about, like with Pisces and Virgo. So Aquarius is very, I, I mean, if you wanted to describe the energy to anybody, it's like, it's unique. It's ruled by Uranus. So it's about innovation. It's unique. It's very much about uh, thought and the collective. So I feel like when you aggress yourself, you can do so mentally, but I like that there's a good interplay between your Mars's being opposing because again, oppositions indicate some balance. So I just wanted to see what you guys thought about when it comes down to like sexual compatibility and romantic compatibility. How do you think that relates to how you guys look at your relationship? I think that our romantic compatibility is pretty good. We're really romantic. And I think sexually, too, I I don't think there's any problems there. Like, I'm very open-minded sexually. 
Um, so I think that, I mean, to me, I'm okay. I think it's fun. I like to try fun things. Like if Coach just wanted to ask me to, to do something that he wanted, I'm not really closed off. Gotcha. Right? I mean, yeah. what do you think? Well, no, yeah, you're definitely open sexually. And I do feel like, um, as in if with any relationship, you know, sometimes, you know, you might just not make sex a priority. Mm-hmm. But what I would say is, is that when we have those conversations, they're easy to have. And it's easy to reignite whatever, you know, wasn't there for a week or, you know, was was momentarily gone. Okay. And that hasn't always been the case in uh, relationships with, uh, in, I've had inside the past. It's not always easy, I think. So in terms of, like, it being easy and the attraction and the passion being there. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's definitely true. It's 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 always there, and it's not. Um, it doesn't take a lot of effort. You know, we have a we have challenges in our lives, a lot of a lot of them. But I'd say, you know, our attraction and our love for each other isn't one of our big challenges at all. That's pretty easy going, and I'm very grateful for that. Oh, that's so beautiful. Because I can definitely tell that by how close everything is interplaying your charts. And I don't remember if when I was on your show, if I talked to you about um, some of the aspects in astrology that point to being able to tell if you had interactions with someone in a previous life or lives. But um you did, you did bring that up. I'm very curious if you found anything out. Yeah. I definitely did. So um, in astrology, you might hear people talk about the North Node and the South Node. And basically, they're not like physical planets or points. They're mathematical calculated points. They're actually where eclipses happen. So yeah, and they're intrinsically linked because the North Node would show you in your chart your life path, so to speak, for this incarnation. Whereas your South Node shows you energy that you've already perfected or where you've already been in a past incarnation or incarnations. And when I looked at you guys' charts, you have both North and South Node connections. But what stood out to me, you had contacts to Venus. So Copus, your Venus is interacting with Erica's South Node and your Mars is interacting with Erica's South Node. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) because generally when you see that happen, that's pointing to the fact that this is a past lover. This is someone that you've interacted with in a previous lifetime. So if the energy between you two has felt comfortable and you're getting to know each other and during the course of your relationship, well, that would make sense because it's, it's like a soulmate connection. That makes so much sense. I I say that I've known Copus for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I told him that even when I very first met him, I was like, I've known you before. I would always say that. Hmm. Yeah, 
I did. I spent a lot of time. Like, I've, I've met you before. And I definitely felt the same. I felt like when I first met her that it was way too familiar to be a, some kind of a coincidence. We, we were definitely, we definitely knew each other before. See, I love that. I'm such a softie. I'm like, oh, this romantic stuff gets to me because basically, um, so because your self note is being touched by uh, Copus's planets, Erica, usually that would say that you kind of feel like he understands you better than anyone else has or ever has. Um, or there's this just general sense of you being comfortable with him with a chemistry that like, you didn't really have with anybody else and you know this like that, almost immediately that is one you are 100 percent correct i tell actually it's funny it's funny it's just amazing actually that you say that because i tell people that all the time like no one i've never met anyone like topus like no one will has ever understood me or respected me or made me feel like I'm just so comfortable. He always lets me be myself. It doesn't matter. He's my kooky ideas like anything. Mm -hmm. It's so comfortable. It's so awesome. It's like the best thing in the whole world. That's great. See, and the thing about it is I would have never known about any of this stuff. Like I had the inclination in my head. Remember I was telling you guys about like, you know, just my journey from you you know learning all this different stuff i would have never thought there was a way to actually have a mode to be able to track stuff like this and what was the other oh i know what the other thing was also what i found interesting when i put you guys's charts together so there's this whole idea that I personally have when I look at people's charts about looking at certain houses for different things and the eighth house. So what I did was Erica, I took your chart and then laid copuses on top of it. The eighth house is naturally ruled by the sign of Scorpio. So it's about scorpionic themes and just, you know, for the listening audience and for you guys as well, Scorpio rules things like death, sex, transformation, secrets, um, inheritances, other people's money. It's very intense. And I mean, I'm sure we've all heard some of the things that get said about Scorpios just in general. So you, you can apply some of those same things to the eighth house. And Erica, just so you know, the the planet that rules Scorpio is Pluto, and you have Pluto falling in your eighth house. So the the planet that rules the eighth house is at home in your eighth house, and Copus's sun falls in your eighth house. So I I just kind of I, I don't want to get too confusing with it, but basically the sun wherever it touches it like adds a sense of vitality. Um, it's like shining a giant spotlight on something and, you know, he's illuminating your house of mystery, your house of transformation, your house of sex. So that really stood out to me. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> let me make sure I tell them about that. His mercury also falls in your eighth. And so Virgo, basically you have Virgo energy in your eighth house. 
so I was wondering, like, do do you kind of feel like he kind of kicks up your sexual energy or kind of gives you the extra impetus you need when it comes to like maybe growing through things or, you know, helping you with like the darker aspects of yourself? Absolutely. Okay. Focuses me through. When, when we talked before, Ellie, about um, when you were on our podcast, you know, I, he, Topaz is, I've changed my whole life. You know, I stopped working as an, a sex worker um, to July would have been two years, but I never, I would have never had the confidence to do it without Topaz. He never told me I had to stop doing it. I wanted to stop. Okay. And he showed me the tools to help me, like, with a platform and support and love and kindness and gave me that. To, to do it, hmm. to move on, to do other things. He's so, it's like amazing. There's no one else that could ever do the things he does for me. And also, all, sexually too, a lot of fun, different things. Like, even though I wasn't in, you know, in the adult business, things that I've tried at home with him that I've never tried at home before. Hmm, I gotcha. Maybe I've done it, but not in my home. And I know there's a difference. There, there definitely is. And people don't give credit for this. I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this on your show, but I was a phone sex operator and a dominatrix for a few years. And that's a big difference, right? Yeah, like people would be like, you know, like I'd talk to a guy, and you know, they'd find that out, and then think that I'd had phone sex for my own personal edification often. And I would be like, no, (laughs) like it was a job. Like, and they're like, wait, I don't, I don't understand. And I'm like, well, it was a job. Like, it's not that I didn't put myself into it. Like, cause I, I I would connect with customers and things like that, but it's different when it's personal. It's a different thing that people Okay, just like when someone likes to go buy the suit or buy their clothes, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that, that it's it's not the same as a salesperson. Like, that's their job. They're not <laughs> having as much fun ringing you up as you are purchasing. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like how you put that. <laughs> so the person that's sure, they're helping you pick a tie and a shirt and all this stuff, and you're having so much fun because you know you're going to this outfit to go out and look like fly and do all this, whatever you're going to do. Well, that's their job. They're not, while being polite and having a nice experience, they're not getting the same enjoyment out of it as you are, you know, <laughs> but that's how a sex, sex work is the same way. Yeah. You it's, know, people do understand that, though. I don't know why they don't, but I, I'm so glad that I can speak to somebody that does because... Th- that would come yeah. up and I would just be like, see, I'm not, I'm not even going to tell anybody about this anymore because it just seems like I would get you know, the same stupid responses. <laughs> so it's so refreshing to have you like understand that. And then like, I'm actually, I pulled your charts back up now. So I was going to switch and lay your chart on top of Copus's. So thank you guys so much for bearing with me. Well, thank you. Yeah, this thanks. is amazing. <laughs> exactly. school. You know, it's, I feel like I'm getting like one of those 22 and me, like, you know, reads, like, <laughs> or like phonetics, but it's like astrological, our connections with the stars is beautiful stuff. Definitely. And, and thank, thank you for saying that. Cause it makes me feel good about 
embarking on this path because you i'm sure both of you know anything that is off the beaten path or spiritual or you know esoteric a lot of people might just kind of look at it and be like oh that's fluff but i I dedicate my life to this and i'm constantly trying to get better at you know the craft and understanding different things so just having anybody really like even allow me to read their energy or to look into it it's a it I have to thank you first and foremost for allowing me to do that because I feel like looking at someone's chart is like okay I'm seeing you soul naked like you know what I mean like you gave me your birth information that's like giving me your social security number your spiritual social security number so to speak well, Illy, we're happy. I'm happy to have you do it. You can you can look at me birth naked anytime you want. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all for it. I just think you're lovely for doing this and putting in so much time and energy. And and honestly, for any of you guys listening out there, if you haven't had if you haven't had this done, you really should contact Illy, like and set up an appointment or something with her because it's a really cool experience and it could make you learn a lot about yourself and things that. Just you may have like that aha moment, you know, with like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe that's why I react like this way all the time when someone does this to me at work. Maybe that's why my feelings get hurt, or maybe this is why I'm so snappy. You know, it could just help you put things into perspective where you're like, why am I feeling like this? You know? Yes. Yes. Also, I won't say that just because I, I really think like before anyone goes out and poo poos it, why don't you give it a chance? Yes. It also makes you feel like you have um a connection to the universe or a higher power mm-hmm. because if all this is like, you know, preordained in, in a sense, you know, a, a lot of, uh, the way we operate, um, has some, um, backbone to it, you know, mm-hmm. it, it just makes you feel like, um, you, well, it just, I guess, reignites your faith a little bit because otherwise, how could all of this, um, you know, work on a consistent basis for, you know, so many different people and, you know, all these similarities that we have, it really just inspires a sense of awe and makes me uh, feel cosmically connected to you and 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 erica you know Mm -hmm. in a whole nother way um and and to the universe itself so it's a spiritual experience it really is and thank you for that because um that's a beautiful thing uh, that you did for us tonight thank you and i i i'll let the audience know i did let you guys know ahead of time um, I'm going to be sending them their individual birth chart readings. I really try to take as much time as possible to make things as non-confusing as possible. Um, so breaking down like the different energies of stuff, like I won't just say, oh, like your Black Moon Lilith is here. I have to explain to you what Black Moon Lilith represents in astrology. So um, I'll be sending them out to them and also their composite and synastry chart readings they're going to get that as well and i wanted to have them on during libra season because there's a big focus on how we deal with others during this time so the sun moving through the sign of harmony beauty appreciating all those things and relationships it kind of shines the spotlight 
on all of that um, for all of us, like on a collective level, even though, I mean, you're going to be impacted um, individually by it, you know, because your chart is different. So I just wanted to also kind of give you guys um, some insight into what's going on right now for you, like individually. So Okay. I have to deal with uh, random people on a daily basis. Hmm. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just had a full moon. Um, you probably still can feel some of that energy. So we had the full moon in Aries. And when full moons occur, they're always in the opposite sign of where the sun is. So, you know, that kind of indicates striking a balance too, because... If you think about it, the sun is more of a projective energy. Like it's it's more of a masculine energy because, you know, it's projecting its energy outward. Whereas the moon is a receptive feminine energy because, you know, the the moon shines because it's reflecting the light of the sun. So even though it's Libra season, <laughs> you know, with the moon being in Aries, there was a, there was still a focus on our relationships, but we wanted to look at Aries energy itself, which is very fiery. It's some people would call it the baby of the Zodiac because it's the first sign of the Zodiac and it's all about self. So like, you know, if you know any Aries, you might notice they're kind of fly by the seat of their pants um, they can be a little selfish and immature at times. So when the moon, which represents our emotion, goes into the area that's associated with Aries, then it's kind of like, oh, like you could be a little bit more quick to pop off emotionally, so to speak. You know what I mean? You you might <laughs> you might be a little like ugh, like more prone to just be irritated, to think. I mean, I'm sorry, to act without thinking. These are the types of themes that would go on for there. So first I pulled Copus's chart. The Aries moon was transiting your ninth house. So your ninth house is, a, it's naturally ruled by the sign of Sagittarius. So it's about higher ideals, spiritual experiences, um, religious experiences, foreign travel, higher learning, those types of things. Uh, so it's basically traveling through the area of your chart that has to do with those themes. So just so you guys know, like the moon is like one of it's, it is the fastest moving planetary body that we look at in astrology because it only stays on a sign for two and a half days and then it moves on to the oh, next wow. sign. So it's like a really quick transit. So I would suggest if you want to, um, there are apps out there that you can get that would kind of tell you, oh, you know, the moon is in Pisces today or the moon is in Aries today, just so you'd have like kind of a general idea of how it would affect you. But with it going through, okay. yeah, with it going through Copus's knife, I was wondering if there was anything going on right now um, that he was kind of looking at to release. And the reason I'm saying releasing is because we had a full moon and they're usually about the culmination of a cycle. So, you know, when things get to their apex, we can let go of what we don't need and just kind of like move forward from there. Have you been experiencing like any themes since like maybe in the last day and a half or so that maybe had you feeling like you could emotionally let go of some maybe 
long-held beliefs that no longer serve you or, you know, anything dealing with continuing education, um, things like that. Yeah, actually, I, I had the longest weep or cry, um, I've ever had, like, in the last 10 years, just, like, this past, um, Sunday. Wow. Um, so, years ago. And... To the point where I had to just leave him be because I asked if I could help, but I couldn't help. He just needed to get it off his chest and he'll, like, cleanse his soul. Yeah. And I don't... I like that. Like I said, it's probably been, I don't know, 10 years or longer. He never cried. Um, I've never seen him cry like that in three years. Aww. But I think I was just really um, letting go of a lot of um, the the pain that I've seen, not just myself, but a lot of, um, you know, creative uh, friends and artists that I've seen that's given up on things and that mm. I've, you know um really had a lot of high hopes and, and love for and you know particularly like a a rap group that I was I was a part of for like over 10 years and for whatever reason you know it just really um I really need to get that out but when I did I felt really wonderful a few hours later when I was able to kind of process, you know, why I was like going through this meltdown Mm. and, uh, you know, I felt wonderful because I have, um, you know, a lot of, of, uh, great things to be grateful for now. A lot of people have been reaching out for me, uh, to me, like, uh, with music, like in, in the last, um, Two, three weeks that I have a bigger community now um, that I've had, you know, in years. And, you know, um, Kato, the producer, was just on our podcast last week. And, you know, he's, um, you know, done huge albums for a, a lot of artists. And, you know, just cool things were happening. So it's, it's, it's interesting. To, you know, I went through that. I don't, I don't, I could probably talk about for a while, but I gotcha. I definitely was doing some grieving and letting go. And I think it's kind of might represent, you know, a transition into, you know, a new phase of maybe less of more. Okay. Okay. So I, I feel like because we released a lot during the full moons, it it makes a lot of sense that that was going on for you. And for a lot of people, you know, you, you hear the word lunatic and things like that. So we are very controlled by the moon. Like that's the, the root word Luna literally is moon. So you know, people don't tend to think that, oh, like the cycles of the moon are going to impact us, but they do, you know, and yeah. I, they really, really do. And I feel like you, you really, I mean, that's, that's deep to have 10 years. Like you could say in 10 years, you don't think that you've had a release like that. And wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I,
maybe maybe even more than some of the other things that we have changed to my cousin uh and I was you know thirteen, fourteen years ago. Okay. So, yeah. Wow. And Erica, like the moon was transiting uh, for you through your second house, which is naturally ruled by the sign of Taurus. So it's our value or the money house. So basically, Taurian energy could be associated with not only just the money that we earn, but what we value. That's also self-worth. Um, it's material things, things in our immediate environment. So it was transiting that sector uh, for you. Did you feel like any of those themes resonated with um, the past maybe day and a half or two days? Oh, yeah. I wanted to keep moving on. Whoa. Like, I'm not even kidding. I'm going to do this with a new job. You know, I, I transferred just, here we go, with what you said earlier about the Capricorn. Like, I could be a boss in the room. Mm-hmm. So somebody who's volunteering. So someone asked me, um, oh, hey, I, I'm i in a real stressful situation. Uh, do you think you want to do the, you know, I have a job position opening up. I uh, do you think you want to do it? I said, is it commission-based? I, perhaps. Do you want to interview for it? And I said, sure. And then I got the job out of 15 people that interviewed for it, and it's completely out of my department. And then I'm sitting in here going, like, I want to quit. I don't want to get paid enough money to do this shit. Wow. Like, literally. I'm not even I've been telling Kim that I'm going to quit the job. So it's, I didn't call out sick and stuff just because, like, feeling kind of way. And you know, I'm really sensitive to the moon anyway, and I'll see and I'll be like, oh, God, that full moon's coming. You know, I might be a wreck. Yeah, I do say that. I'm like, oh, bear with me. Here comes the full moon. I see it coming up, you know, and my anxiety levels go through the roof. Usually they were really, really bad. Um, my anxiety was so bad on Saturday. Oh, my gosh. It was pretty bad. Aww. Saturday and Sunday. But, you know, I am i don't, maybe I feel that way because I used to make a lot of money and now I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's what it is, but I do know that I definitely wanted to quit that job and I was pretty annoyed with myself and disappointed in myself for, it's my own fault for, I guess, just thinking the grass was greener on the other side. I, I hear you. And you, you natally, like in your natal chart, your moon, your sun, and your Mercury are all in your second house of values. So, you know, the emotional connection to the money and values and what you're able to get as well as your vitality is tied in there and your Mercury, how you think and process would be like more on a, a money level or, um, you know, being able to calculate, I guess, in your head, your worth based on, you know, what it is that you have. So that makes sense that, you know, with the moon transiting that house, you already have all those planets there. That's called a stellium. When you have like three or more planets or points in a house, it's a focus that the universe gives you that's saying, hey, this is an area of your life that's going to be like really important, this incarnation. So I, I totally get that. Wow. 
and it was weird. I feel a little better now. I'm glad that you do. <laughs> Sometimes, you know what? So, and I feel like I don't have like a lot of Aries energy in my chart, but I have an appreciation for them because Aries is the sign that falls in my seventh house. Uh, so that's the house of partnership. So I, I feel really like vitalized and I attract a lot of that like fiery energy. But um, basically um, when the moon went through there, I, I kind of felt like, first of all, I have a Capricorn moon. So the Aries moon was squaring the moon and squares in astrology are like a struggle. It's literally like, you know, you hear that term square up, like, so there's about to be a fight. <laughs> so like, I kind of felt like I was emotionally like, Oh, I was ripping and raring to go. So I understand, but I, I really feel like that fiery Aries energy for everybody kind of pushed us to a point where our emotions were real abrupt and like really strong. And, you know, almost like immediate in some of the areas that, you know, we were dealing with. Like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, I can say that also varies. My, my stepdad, my mom, and my uh, sister are all Aries. Oh. And I know all about that Aries energy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, sometimes it's rough for a Pisces person. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, it is. It definitely, my sister's an Aries. It's funny because she has a Pisces moon. I have a bunch of uncles and cousins. They're all Aries. And Aries is just like, look, here's how it is. They're, Aries is ruled by Mars. So remember, I told you Mars is about how we aggress ourselves. They're like soldiers going to war. And I think too, yeah, yeah. And I think for Erica, because she has that Capricorn rising, um, Mars likes being in the sign of Capricorn. So I think there's a good understanding of that soldiering energy when you have Capricorn energy, even though Capricorn's an earth sign and Aries is a fire sign, there's still that, you know, you can understand that, that type of soldier that is like, look, I'm going to get the job done. Capricorn wants to complete the job. Aries is good to send in the troops when you first got to invade somebody. Like, that's what that energy is like. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> so, yeah, like, wow. Thank you guys so much for, be you know, sharing this. Because what I really want to do is reach people so that they understand they're not alone in certain ways that we feel. And, you know, we're all impacted by this energy. So I really appreciate you guys coming on and being so raw with me. Hey, well, we the other way. That's why I loved about talking to you, you know, the first time around, it was really real. And um, uh, we love you for that. Oh, I love yeah, you guys too. Yes, you're so amazing and just kind and a beautiful soul. And I thank you so much for having us on the show and doing this. And let me learn more about myself. And I appreciate that. Oh, you're so very welcome. And I, you know I'm going to ask you to come on again randomly just for other stuff, just because I love talking to you guys. 
Well, we're going to ask you to come on Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So there's a mutual appreciation of the energy that we have, you know, when we all converse. And I'm all for the positive vibes and for uplifting people and just being able to, you know, speak in a raw and real way that can be helpful and impactful to people. So I can't wait to have you guys on again. Thank you so much. Again, I'm going to say thank you like a million times. It's probably going to be annoying to everybody, (laughs) but no, seriously, I really appreciate it. I'm a fellow Pisces. I'll thank you till you like, really? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I heard you. No, I get it. We could go back and forth with thank yous all day with that Piscean energy because, you know, we are so polite and kind. And I'm so happy that Copas understands it because him with that Pisces moon, let me find out. I love it. I love it. And I love you guys. And I want to thank everybody again for tuning in to another episode of Spiritual Gangsta Certified. This is Illy Vish once more and hope everybody has a wonderful week. What's going on, world? It's your boy Gemini Brown here, back with another episode of Nalo Kicking Knowledge. Today, we'll be taking a look at the weekly forecast ahead. And this is a big week. Why? Because we have a full moon and a whole lot of other stuff. So let's get into it. Today, as I record this video, the sun is transitioning into the sign of Libra. And if you don't know, Libra season marks the fall equinox. We are headed into a new season, okay? A new quadrant of the zodiac, all right? We are at the seventh sign. And when you put it in perspective and look at the zodiac year, you know, um, we're transitioning out of the personal uh, phase of it, okay? So it's like to this point, we've been developing ourselves, you know, our intent, our will, you know, think about the seeds you've sown in every season, okay? And, you know, the, the value that came from that and, you know, how you communicated, you know, the things that you wanted to come from, uh, from that or, you know, expanded on ideas, right? And then all the emotional turmoil of cancer season, all the fun of the creative expression of, of um, Leo season, and then the perfecting. You know, the, the self-improvement of Virgo season. Now, it's time to deal with our relationships with others. And it's time to achieve balance in whatever area of life Libra is for you. All right, so let's talk about Libra before we get into the full moon. You know, this this is a, a, a really interesting energy because Libra... Like I said, it's about other people and our relationships with them. And it's about finding the balance of self and relationships. Cooperating. Figuring out how my relationships can empower me. And you know, it's crazy. As soon as I woke up, um, I saw a, a post from 
one of my good friends and great astrologer, Astro Pluto Queen, and she was like talking about people, uh, I you know, like people who will project particular energy on you in your relationship, really because they're they themselves are miserable. So this is a big thing, big thing for Libra season. What relationships have you outgrown? What relationships need to be put into uh, perspective, defined, just understood like, okay, this is what we are. We don't need to go here. We're not benefiting each other. You know, like overall leading to some type of balance and understanding. Okay. Um, Mercury is also in Libra. Before you, you blink, it, it's going to be out. But this is a good time. I love Mercury in air. Okay. Right now, for this week, you know, we're going to have a little bit of, of Mercury uh, trying to, you know, Mars in uh, Aquarius. Uh, definitely a great time for mental agility. Okay. Uh, for my Mercury rule folks, you should be feeling motivated. You should be feeling, you know, kind of uh, fulfilled in these areas somewhat. Okay. Because Mars is, is kind of, you know, giving you this boost and this motivation, okay? Um, and Mercury here allows you to lead, because Mercury is sociality, so it allows you to lead with some charm and, you know, be conscious of others. You know, say natally you're, you're uh, Mercury Aries and you're very direct and, you know, sometimes you only think about what it is you think about. Now you're going to be more conscious about others, okay? And, and, and how to best relay messages to them. And one of the uh, key words that just, uh, phrases I should say that stands out to me, it's not what you say, but how you say it. So definitely tap into the charm of Libra season. And anybody you know who's Libra dominant is pretty, pretty charming, all right? Um, and then just always have to go back. So this is a time, so think about it. Virgo season was about perfecting, improving, right? Taking out what doesn't work, right? Or seeing what what problem areas are and finding solutions, right? Now, or, or, or moderating, right? So from that moderation comes balance. We have a healthy understanding of how we need to attack particular things in our life, okay? So this week, we got full moon. Right, right off the bat, okay. And this full moon, I think the last one, the last new moon, full moon, they were really good. We had the grand triumphs popping and all of that. Now we're gonna experience some, uh, some, some uh, rough energy or you know, uh, just difficult in a sense, right? Because with this full moon, which is always sun opposing, um sun opposing moon we have a t-square featuring saturn so we got saturn squaring moon saturn squaring sun all right and then we got um we got moon conjunct chiron and then all of that so 
at this time, I think, and of course, full moons are revelations. I think we're going to be dealing with old wounds, okay, or or things that we necessarily um, kind of forgot were there. They're going to be brought back to the forefront. And so this can be revealed in a, a lot of different areas, you know, with with that um, with that conjunction with Chiron, it can be with, you know, women. This wound can be, you know, with women, uh, with uh, family members, okay? Um, but like I said, it's really going to vary based on where this is occurring in your chart. But there's going to be this very de depressing energy. I got to just say, it's going to be like this depressing energy because when moon square Saturn, it, it's, it's never nice, right? And then sun square Saturn is just showing us like where the fuck we're not handling our, our, our shit, okay? So overall, like I said, the energy is going to be heavy, full moons heighten emotions, the best thing to do is to own, own whatever is occurring, whatever's got you down, or like I said, r recognize uh, what's working and what isn't. So relationships will be highlighted. The wound can become from particular relationships. We could also be feeling like you know, hitting, being hit with the reality of where we haven't carried our weight. Okay, so lots of. Uh, real life things setting in. Then we got um, some Quinn Canucks going on with Sun and Mercury. Sun and Mercury will be Quinn Canucks, uh, Uranus. And remember, if you don't know what this is, these are just energies that don't really add up and it's hard to mesh. And what I've seen, and I, I think I can feel it already. And you know, many of you, let me know if you feel it too. This is restlessness. It's a restless energy, you know, um, it's, it's almost like we, we don't know how to apply ourselves to the particular kind of task, right? So the remedy for this is to pay attention that with all these squares and, you know, tense aspect, there is some good going on, right? So that's where you got to take advantage. You got to see what, 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 you know, positive energy or free-flowing energy can I tap into. And that is, and it's been there is uh, Uranus trying Saturn. So like I said, with that square to Saturn, you're going to see certain realities of things, right? Where you need to get better, where you need to let, you know, certain things go, or people, whatever, right? And then Uranus and Uranus trying Saturn shows us to tap into, you know, that spirit of of discipline, that spirit of value, okay? Real, so let's just say Uranus is in your 11th house, okay? You need to really, it, you can be shown that like, okay, old partnerships aren't working for me. I need to embrace, you know, um, the group dynamics or, you know, group friendships that support me at a higher level, okay? Uh, same could be said for one's career, right? Uh, this is occurring in your eighth house. You know, there's certain uh, there's a transformation that needs to occur within yourself that's going to liberate you. So from from the 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 difficulties, from the guilt and sadness, we can find an epiphany about how to overcome that. Basically, 
alright? And it's going to come with some realistic approach and, you know, with some tapping into higher energies. So, you know, on the other side, another great energy we can uh, tap into is Venus trying Neptune. And this is really about, you know, embracing others at a degree that uh, we haven't before, you know, embracing them at a, a higher octave. So in one instance, you know how to say you're supposed to forgive everyone. This is a week where, like I said, if you're feeling hurt, if you things are coming back to you from the past, you might just need to forgive that person, you know, um, show them love from a higher perspective. Okay. Um, you can also tap into some creative energy, right? Escape, you know, use some positive escapism, whether it be in the realm of spirituality, whether it be in the, the realm of personal creativity or, you know, just overall self-love, beautifying yourself, going shopping, right? Treating yourself. Okay. So that's a way to tap into this energy. All right. Um, but like I said, it's, it's a tense time right now. And I think overall, especially transitioning into, you know, this Libra energy, we're going to just be seeing that balance has to be had. Relationships have to come into um, balance and understanding of what they are and, you know, what's working and what isn't working. Okay, so that that intensity of Venus and Scorpio is, is going to be there. But uh, like I said, it's a way to approach these relationships um, that will make everything better. And it's basically just leading with love. All right. So like I said we got a busy, busy sky this week, but uh, there's a lot of potential, you know, so don't forget to release what's not serving you and uh, tap into those positive energies. All right. So, y'all, just my interpretation of this week's energy. Uh, I hope you, you know, take advantage. If you haven't subscribed to my channel, feel free to do so. So next time, peace.